Yo, uh, welcome back, episode three of Before, During, and After. Today, I'm joined by Digby Yuani. Hey, mate, uh, you don't need much of an introduction, but for those that don't know you, uh, just a quick wrap on yourself. My name is Digby Yuani. Uh, I was born in Wellington. I moved over to Melbourne when I was one. As you know, Melbourne's not a, a rugby town, it's all AFL. Made myself a scholarship when I was 16 and I went to Gregory Terrace and um, the rest was history. Yeah, yeah. So Samoan Heritage, Digby, um, like you said, you were two years old. The family moved over to you? Uh, I was one. I was one, one years old. One years old. Yeah. Was that just a family change uh, to come to Australia? Um, so, yeah. So I was, I'm the youngest of nine. Um, Dad moved over first from Wellington. Uh, just to have a better life, you know, it was, it was hard to to get work in Wellington. Yeah. But um, yeah, he he did it. You know, um, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be playing the sport um, uh, with his hand. You know, bringing us all over to from from New Zealand to to Australia. Yeah, perfect, mate. Your your, your dad, um, I think, played a bit bit himself, did he, or he get you into rugby? He played a bit. He he played uh, a bit of rugby um, back in Samoa. But his um, background, um, he's got uh, a few, a lot of brothers that all played, and a lot of them played for for Samoa uh, back yeah. in his days. But apparently, Dad was um, one of the dirtiest players. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a he was a flanker, so it's weird when you see a winger. Most of yeah. my brothers all play wing, so yeah, no, awesome, mate. So yeah. Um, so you said you got a scholarship, you were age 16. Where did you get a scholarship uh, to, mate? 16. I was playing league at that time, and I, I don't know how Dad did it. Uh, one of the scouts came from um, a game night, uh, a guy named Ron Stanley from Brisbane and um, teamed me up with Terrace. So I was a league boy back then. I will yeah. play union um, on a Saturday. Sunday will be rugby league. But, um, yeah, and... I went to a I went to uh, Gregory Terrace. It wasn't a, a league school. It was a union school, and then I just stuck with it. I uh, didn't realize I was um, uh, that good to to play with the the big boys the first fifteen. Yeah. So yeah, so played first fifteen in school. Was what? Say you're sixteen, seventeen. Was was the the dream to play professionally? Um, was that a realistic goal for you at sixteen, seventeen? I knew at that time when I got the scholarship, I, I took it serious, but it was funny because I have an older sister. Um, got an older sister. She's she's 56 and she has one son named Ollie Ave. So, and he's two years older than me. So it's a bit weird. So I'm, yeah. I'm the uncle. He's my nephew. <laughs> but he's, 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 there's, a, there's an age difference. But he got a scholarship to, to Southport in the, in the Gold Coast. Where I, I saw opportunity when I went and saw uh, Southport versus Nudgy, and I was telling Dad, "This is mind blowing. Like, how, how can this, how can this even be real? Like, for me coming from Melbourne, I was in shocked how serious they take um, GPS rugby, deep rugby, yeah, massive crowd. Like, we don't get that. Like. We, we don't get those crowds. And I I knew what I wanted because um, my nephew led that way, and I just want to become that person. Um, just just to play at that level, you know, I, I want to prove myself. And I, I, I always had it in me. I love to compete against everyone else, but I knew it was just uh, I'll be that better player. Yeah. So you headed up to Brisbane then yourself? 
Yes, so I he finished school and then I came up and he was in the, the Reds Academy where, um, yeah, so I they did a deal where I was living with my coach's ex-wife with three daughters. Yeah. And I, I lived there for six uh, six months. Yeah. And then, um, and as as um, on, you do get uh, homesick, very, very homesick because, you know, I'm really close with, um, you know, every island is close to their family. Oh, 100%, mate, 100%. Yeah, so they sort of did a deal. Uh, I met, because um, my nephew was playing for Sunnybank, so the deal was if I was to finish school, at the, oh, at the, you know, after year 12, I had to play for Sunny Bank. And um, they will um, look after me with, you know, getting a, a place for me, my nephew, and a couple of other cousins, which is all like 10 cousins. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I was the youngest. I was the, I was the youngest. and um, But I, I love, um, I was grateful uh, because of my, my coach's ex-wife named Brooke. She had like three daughters and I just, caught up with them not long ago like this year for over 20 years so it was good to have a little reunion and uh it was i'm like the older brother but um yeah so i stayed with them for six months and then i went across to uh sunny bank where they looked looked after me and a couple of the boys yeah that's awesome um yeah it's um like you said we have a couple of islander boys here and yeah they definitely get homesick but i think that's um one of the positives of rugby it's a uh it's a family sacrifice. Sport. Yeah, it's uh, got to sacrifice something to gain. Yeah, so yeah, that was you know, that was hard. Um, obviously, it worked out in the long run for you. So you finished Sunny Bank. Um, you were playing a bit of club footy. You made Australia nineteens, twenties. Was it then? Yeah. So it, it's a weird one because I went from um, so I made the academy, working at like five thousand a year. Yeah. Also getting um, mum to chip in and look after me, you know? Mm, yeah. So, another, so sacrifice, another sacrifice. Yeah. So uh, actually, I call it my, my second mum. It was my older sister that was looking after me and her son. Oh. But um, it does come to a point, you know, like, um, you know, I'm really grateful to come up. But I, I could have went back to, uh, to Melbourne. But I didn't want to waste, uh, you know, my mum and dad going through that phase. I came up on scholarship and and I just saw there was opportunity and I earned myself an academy a contract. And, um, yeah, like, I, it's funny. Like, I went to the club. I thought I was going to play Colts and they just put me straight into premiers. And I'm thinking, <laughs> are you sure I'm that good? They go, just trust me. And my ne- I was playing with my nephew and he was in, with the Reds. And I was playing with them. He goes, just don't tackle, just run, all right? And that's how it started. I got, I got, uh, got, I gained my confidence through uh, premiers playing for Sunnybank because I'm like 18 playing premiers, you know, and you you don't realize it's it's pretty intense. You're playing against um, players like Peter Hines, um, Drew Mitchell, and they're all playing for like um, uh, university. So yeah. it's it's good that you play against players like these because they are the benchmark. So and then club, uh, club, um, club rugby. Then I just went into uh, under 19s and the 2021s. We'll call it 20 under 21s. So um, yeah, just I just kept setting goals. You know, teams that I really want to make. Yeah, that was but my next question. Wasn't yeah. there. That was yeah, my next question. Yeah. Sorry, you see, you were just at the time you were saying right and playing 
I'm, I've made, I've got an academy contract. Next, I want to play first grade. When you make yep. first grade, I want to make 19s. Then I want to make 21s. Is that is that the that's start? how that's that's how it was. But I never in a million years that had that vision of playing for Australia because I'm an All Black fan. Yeah, like my whole family is. But it's funny how life takes you. As soon as soon you set a goal, as in making 19s, 21s, it it's it's just crazy how life is. Then yeah, I, I love this. Uh, this feeling like just making teams, trying to be the best player, like bring on who's next. So it went from minus 21s and then I just got myself a contract with the Western Force. And I'm like, geez, this is crazy. But it was from under 21s when I met Eddie Jones. That's when I sort of um, had the picture of making Wallabies. And it's good to have goals. And this is really important, but there's a dark side to it though. Like for me, um, uh, the, the the dark side I, I I call it for me where I got frustrated is I, I was so into competing where I didn't know what was good. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So I I will like just example. I'll get man of the match or had the best game. Coaches going high fast. You played awesome digs and. Um, and I'll just and remember we we're just talking about my sister, my older sister, um, that was looking after me. I'm really close with her, but I just needed to hear her say, "You played, you played well." If I if if I didn't hear from her, like after the games, mate, I will I will cry every single game. I'll cry. But that's a good story. That's a that's a good story that my um, my sister will explain because I went through like a. A tough time but you've got to have your dark you know your your dark days to yeah. to see the light yeah. so I got really competitive. Yeah. yeah so i got really uh you know i like to compete but it's just that you become this person you really obsessed of being that that best player but lucky i had my my sister around to to calm me down because saturday i say saturdays and sundays were my worst nights because i finished playing a game but I didn't real. I didn't know how to turn it off. Like I didn't. I always thought I was. Um, I always thought um, you know I could have uh, do better. Yeah. But it was just hard. You can't change the past, but you can learn from it, and that's where I couldn't switch off. Yeah, and I, uh, we. I uh, hope you don't mind me going into this. Do you say well? This is probably why you're looking back. Two thousand six, two thousand seven. Um, not as saying it, it was obviously saying there were some dark times there. Um, it probably wasn't talked about too much in rugby there. Um, yeah, did you feel not, it? it? But I, I, I got that when I, as soon as I played um, my, my, uh, my first game for the Western Force, I had that feeling every, every time after the, um, uh, after a game. Yeah. But no one doesn't, uh, if players don't talk about it, but I, I love to talk about it because this is what, People are different, but this is my experience. I don't know if people have the same experience. I had a great chat with uh, Willie Tonga. He said he had the same um, same uh, impression. Have the best game, but you need that one person to say, it's all right, you played a good game. And for me, it was my older sister, which I called mum. She was the one that grounded me and said, it's okay. It's, it's okay to, uh, um, you know, you, you had a great game. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Can you just wait? Hold on. Yeah, sure. 
Yeah, cool. Sorry, mate. Just got to tell my mate to be quiet. Oh, no, all good. If uh, I'll, I'll try and cut that, that's all good. But um, yeah, righty. Also, yeah, obviously, um, that's a really interesting point there with um, obviously uh, bringing in your sister or as you, as you call your mum. And, and that went on through your whole career or, or did you kind of... Now that went all the way to my to my end of my career. Yeah. Wow. No matter what, because you always can I love to compete. But if you don't have it, I think you're just gonna be that player. But for me, it was always competing. Yeah. I always want to be, be I always want to be better. And I wasn't going against um uh, my mates. Like some people like go against your mates and then you hate them, you you hate them while you're taking my spot. Me, it was just a personal thing, like. I needed good players around me to bring the best out of me. And that's why I love playing against uh, the All Blacks because I knew All Blacks were the, the benchmark and I'll just go 100, just go ballistic, you know, trying to make a difference. What can I do to, to, to prove, you know, how good I am? But it, it's weird how people have, um, you know, we do go into moments where you don't know how to switch off and that's the problem I had. And I think Nathan Sharp, now that um, he said a couple, had a, uh, uh, we had a function and he was pretty uh, onto it when he said, when you go on hol holidays, you got to switch off and learn how to switch off and switch back on. Me, jeez, <laughs> can't, can't sleep on Saturday, Sunday. But when I talked to my uh, my older sister, she was the, the one that sort of calmed everything down. Even though I get I, I'll get man of the match, I'll cry. It was crazy. Yeah, wow. But that's, it's, really, that's uh, really interesting, mate. That is really interesting. It's a, it's a feeling. It's a feeling that only a player could understand. That you know, if you're very competitive. Yeah, but well, I, I just didn't know how to switch off. And I think there obviously is a lot of competitive people out there, and and obviously you've made it all the way to the top. So I'd say that's no. probably the edge you had on on a, on a lot of people that got you where you were as well. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah. It, it, I look. Everyone's different. Like they talk about depression and um and uh, you know a lot of things that go on life. Uh, they have the up and uh, ups and downs. But my one was yeah. I couldn't didn't know how to switch off from on a, after a game. So Saturdays and Sundays were my worst worst nights. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad that I don't have to do that again. You know, go through it or put. <laughs> put a lot of stress on mum, you know, like, jeez, yeah, yeah. it, was, it was just, it was just crazy how, how like, you think you're okay, people think of you, like, oh, yeah, things is all right. Inside, I'm dying. I'm like, jeez, yeah. how can I improve? But for me, I just have to, you've got to have people that care about you and you just want to hear them say, it's okay, you played a good yeah. game. I didn't care about anyone else. I just mm. cared if mum said, you had a good, great game, end of story, move on. Um, yeah, that's, that's really, really, really good listen there, mate. Um, so you left the force, um, went back home, yep. up, up to Brisbane, up to the Reds. So I left the force 2007, and it was 2008, I came back, and um, I rang up Eddie Jones. I rang up Eddie Jones, I said, please, uh, can you sign me? He goes, yeah. I said, mate, I just want to come back home to, to Brisbane. Yeah, so I came back home on a two-year deal, and um, yeah, he left to Japan. <laughs> so we, but we had Phil, we had Phil Mooney. Phil Mooney was great. He's a great skills coach, but um, we didn't do too well. 
but he gathered great players, like young players. Like we had Quade Cooper, we had Higginbotham. Um, we had a lot of young guys that won it in 2011. So we had a good group, but we just building. didn't have the, we didn't have the um, direction where uh, McKenzie came along and he was a game changer. Yeah. You know, he was all about um, just knowledge, just um, being smart, you know, you know, we, we go, you know, we watch, we think we know, uh, we, you know, we, we see the players, we think we know everything, but we don't. Yeah. So you just got to have that great coach to, to direct you to have that great understanding how you want to play your game. Just while we're on coaches, mate, um, obviously I'm Welsh. Eddie's coaching over in England at the moment. What was he like yep. as a coach? Uh, I've heard some I, I absolutely love, incredible things about him. I, I love, I love Eddie. Amazing coach. I, I used to be so scared. Um, used to be so scared of uh, Eddie, but um, what he do? I was like nineteen. He <laughs> <laughs> was nineteen, but he's one of the guys that taught me. Um, and he was talking about Johnny Wilkinson, you know, and all the the best players. He is the best players always do extras after train ten minutes, and you know I'm a big believer in that. So yeah, no, he's really good at in um, he's really strict in skills because he does care. He cares about his players. So no, I got nothing against him. I think he's a he's an amazing coach. Yeah, no, mate. Everything I've heard, um, I've heard he's pretty intense. Um, but I've heard yeah. uh, he, he's a old school. But he's really he's really chilled these days, Eddie. Yeah, he's chilled. So um, you still stay no, in contact? Uh, the last time I saw him was in Japan. Yeah, but cool. my 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 nephew saw him. I think it was uh, last year edition of Six Nations. He's playing for Italy. Yep. Mate, what so, a guy. So what he a was telling me, oh. Yeah, so he was telling me, oh, mate, your dad, Eddie, said hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, when, you went over, yeah. when you went over to Japan, was he coaching your club or? Nah, so I went to Honda. I think he was with Santori, though. Yeah. But um, he so was Honda was after bit. Honda was after the Reds? So I went straight to Paris for oh, two concert. years. And then I went to uh, Japan. I played for a team called uh, Honda. Then I went to Crusaders and then Robbie Deans told me to come play for Panasonic for another two years. Mm. Just want to go and back then, there to France, mate. Um, back to the beginning of our conversation, a lot of sacrifices. Um, as you said, a lot of Islanders, um, very family-orientated. How yep. did you find France, mate? Was there many um, Islander boys out there with you? Obviously a different language. How was your time in France? Mate, there's mate? a... There's a Oh man, there's a lot of um, a lot of islands over there. I think it's just a great a great opportunity for people to to prove themselves. You know, if you can't make it in um, in Australia or in New Zealand, you know, there's there's another pathway for for a lot of uh, islander people to go and play rugby, and it provides for them. You know, it provides for their family. Oh yeah, well, that, um, it looks like a different route now for a lot of Aussies and and New Zealand, as you said. But some people obviously are going to Japan or, or New Zealand because they want to provide for their family. You know, some people are happy, yeah. happy to head there first before staying here. Um, obviously it's a really good standard of rugby and, and you've got the best names in, in the world. Yeah. Well, you look at Japan, you know, Japan has invested mate, for a long time and that they, they they're killing it. You know, they, they got uh, a lot of all blacks, a lot of wallabies there, a lot of South Africans. So it's a good mixture, but it's good rugby though at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I seen the, the other day that three boys from the Aussie under-20s World Cup 
they couldn't get a gig with the Reds or the Tars, and they've been over there yeah. for f- five years and have qualified for the residency now for for the for the next yeah. World Cups. So they think there's going to be a few people going over there. Um, yeah, we're pretty exciting. Obviously, you, all, you want all the best players, I think, in the um, in the World Cup, and makes the game a lot better to watch. Yeah. Um, actually, one thing, obviously, you're Samoan Heritage. Um, one thing that's been yep. brought up a little bit here. Um, what's your thoughts on so uh, Tier 2, Tier 1 rugby? For example, um, if you were to go back and play for Samoa, um, obviously, capped by the Wallabies, you're not allowed to play for yep. Samoa here in league. Obviously, it's the other way around. Yeah. What's your thoughts? It's a, it's a, it's a hard one because for me personally, like... Uh, I was raised up in um in Australia, so I guess yeah, yeah. you know, but if you live in, in Samoa, I think it's hard because you've got to think about people trying to make it in Samoa as well. Do you get what I mean? Oh, hundred like, percent. And I, I seen an you know, article. like you can't uh, like for me, I made I made uh, I made Australia, but you gotta think about other people back at home. They they're trying so hard to get the opportunity. But if you're good enough, yeah, probably a, a great chance of going back and trying to represent your country. But you just, it's a bit, it's a hard one because you're just killing someone else's dreams. Just yeah. Trying to pick some more. So that's where I find it. It's, it's a bit greedy. It's a yeah. bit greedy to, to go back and try and represent. But if you're like, if you're an awesome player, like uh, there's another story about, I think it's Pirtel. Um, yeah, Fortuna. in Bristol. Like yeah. he's an uh, old Give the the yes to him because he's a he's a world class player. He's an amazing player. Yeah. But if there was a guy that played like two tests or even three tests uh, uh, for All Blacks, uh, or like like you know say for the Wallabies, he's had his opportunity, but he can't crack it again. I don't think it's great yeah. for them to go back play for to play you know for the uh, for their country. You know, give someone else a chance to. Yeah, um, to fulfill their dreams. Yeah, agreed. Like you said, probably a lot of Tongans and Samoans they make that World Cup squad, and, and that's where they get their contracts from. You know, they, they're yeah. looking to get over here or to France or to Japan, and and that's where they get they get their eyes on them. That's why everyone plays. You know, rugby is it's not just a it's not just a sport. It's bigger than a sport. You know, it's it's providing. Um, you know, it, it's a way of connecting with with different people. You know, rugby is a, it's a beautiful game. Oh yeah, mate. Um, so your boots are, are, are completely uh, hung up. They're done. Oh yes. So yeah, I hang. Well, when, it's it's weird. Like dad passed away. It was probably the the only way how you know for me to connect with dad. You know, because dad couldn't speak English, and I can't really speak Samoan. So we had that bond um, with with rugby, and I'll just call him and we just talk. I I understand Samoan, but my Samoan's not that great. But he would try and speak English, but I, I, you know, I just connected uh, so well with him just through rugby. And um, when he passed away, and then you just sort of, I don't know, you get a bit lost. And you're just trying to, I did a lot of soul searching and I just came to realize, you know, rugby's not everything. You know, like I, I moved away since I was 16 and I didn't get that chance to spend time, you know, in my teen years. But I come to realize, you know, you've got to, there will come a time where, yeah, rugby's good, but it's not everything, though. A family's more important. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. You're based up in Brisbane now, um, obviously. Yeah, so yeah. I'm based I'm based up in um, in, in Brisbane. Um, 
I'm happily retired. I just love uh, um, just teaching kids. Like Monty is another guy, uh, Monty Iwani, the, the one that plays for Italy. So I, I got him from, um, from Melbourne off my brother. So his dad was the one that sort of taught me when I was a little kid, like seven. And he was a great rugby player, but um, he was just bad partying. He loves to party. <laughs> but, but his son, um, I grabbed him. He was, I call him the street kid. Monty was like a street kid, just loves to hang out with his mates. So I sort of, I, I grabbed him from, from Melbourne and put him through school at Churchy. And I paid half of his uh, fees and he was, he had the potential, but he just didn't believe he was, he was good enough. So, and yeah, I took him to, to Paris with me. He could have stayed there, but I just didn't like the way uh, French was because you can get lost in that kind of situation because he was only 18. And, you know, when you think you're that age, you think you're the best at everything. So he got a gig. He got a he got a gig uh, in um, in New Zealand, and that's where I believe he learned the hard way, because he was living he was living in I was living like a, a backyard was the Eiffel Tower, you know, and yeah. he's crying and he's living in a in a bar with like ten other players. He goes, how did, how has this become life? Like I've gone from from luxury. So, yeah. Yeah, but that's that's where he didn't see that. He didn't see my struggles. He just saw the cool things. Yeah, yeah. You know, he just saw uh, what I achieved, but never saw my journey. He didn't understand that. But I blame myself for that because, you know, I try to make him be this person, but it's his own journey. You know, I've got to, you know, you have to experience things to understand it. And that's yeah. where I give it to Monty. Monty did it reversed. He had two kids. He had two kids before uh, um, he became, you know, this person. So I do believe, you know, things happen for a reason, but you've got to understand why you're playing this sport. Yeah, it makes sense. Go on, sorry. And that's what I was going to say. Like, this is why I obviously I love talking to players like yourself and everyone's got a different journey, mate, you know. Um, everybody yeah. does have a different journey and it, it's just a great lesson for, for everybody. And we'd love to, we love to judge people. And we love to judge too quick, but I love my, my nephew's story. My, my story, it's completely different, like just from a AFL uh, background. Mate, I hate kicking, but um, I love this this game rugby because of that. And, you know, I came up here, but Monty's story, it's just unbelievable. You know, it's he, um, in, in our culture of being Samoan, when you have a child, our mentality of thinking, go get a job straight away. Forget about your dream. Go and get a factory job. Provide. But yeah. that's how that's how we think normal. That we think that's normal for us. But we need to educate ourselves to understand. Geez, you know, I'm not a factory worker. You know, I'm not. You know, and I don't. I'm not against anyone. You know, that works in a factory. You know, if you got to provide, provide. But Monty just no matter the odds were all bad, he still managed to make it, you know? Yeah. Unreal. Um, how, how, how many years have you been over there now? You've been over there for uh, years? Monty? Yeah. Oh, he's been there for four years now. Yeah, four, yeah. Oh, killing it. Four years, um, yeah. Yeah, mate, um, obviously, phenomenal career. Like you said, you're happy. Um, we, we touched on this earlier before we were on camera. Um, yeah, you've moved on. Um, living in Brizzy. 
Um, yeah. Started a business coaching uh, back three sports academy. Is yeah. that just yourself? Uh, it's just myself. Uh, Will Ganya is going to probably jump on board. But maybe if it wasn't for my mum, honestly, I'll still be playing, trying to earn a dollar. You know yeah. what I mean? But if it wasn't for mum, like, I'm not trying to be an arrogant person, but, you know, it's good for people to, you know, to understand um, where I come from. My journey was was different. Everyone Everyone's different. But understanding how to invest your money because once your career is over mate that's your massive income just mm. can i afford to do things i used to do that's that's how i look at it like i'm no different from you you probably uh everyone's working to to their 60 but i just retired when i was 30 what 34 34 35 yeah. or two years ago but um, I do, you know, I think people have to do their research, you know, geez, where am I going to put my money? I was all about fast cars. Mum was a smart one. Mum put, you know, all, all, my, all my money in properties and that's how I survived. I haven't worked for nearly three years, but I managed to still live the life I still love to do. Love to but do, that's yeah. through, yeah, that's through, that's through mum though. I didn't understand about properties, but it, it, it we should have a, a system to educate players. How do you how do you earn this much money, and how do you uh, where are you going to put it so you, you have a great understanding? You've got to have income when you retire. Yeah, mate, and and I think that is I don't know um, what what the route is called, but I do see a lot of it not just for Islanders but for young players now. There's a few systems trying to teach them yeah. how to do their money because. Um, uh, what was that Pacific um, program I watched? With, you know, it was quite sad where people were getting pro contracts. Oh, yeah, I went... the welfare. Yeah, I saw yeah. it uh, with Penny, you know, one of the legends. Yeah. Hey, what do you, I just caught up with uh, Trevor Liotta like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It's kind of an amazing story, but it's, you have to go through it to, to learn from it. That's how I look at it. You know, if yeah. you don't, if you don't, um, if you go through it, and you see the problem, that's your choice. Everyone has a choice in life. But just having that great understanding, if you love the way you are, mate, no one's judging. Just enjoy yourself. I'm not yeah. trying to judge. But to live that that wealthy life, like I'm it's not, it's not, it's 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 having that freedom to spend time with your kids, um, spend time with your, you know, with your um your wife or whoever, but just manage it you know like there's this money coming through and you can be comfortable yeah but i think you it, hit the nail on the head there mate i think you hit the nail on the head like um money yeah obviously when you're going to a uh, successful career but if you want that freedom forever you've got to be sensible with it and and like you said you're retired at 34 <laughs> yeah nail on the head but you gotta you gotta you know i, I just I feel bad. I've seen a lot of leagues go through it. I'm not biased, but I, I love league. But I see a lot of leagues, man. Like there's, there's, they go for security, taxi drivers. After a career that you have made so much money, but where do you spend it? That's, you know, you can't live that. Um, and it, everyone has that ego. You know, I'm, I went, I went through a phase. Think, you know, you're untouchable. But you do go through a phase. You got to understand, you know. Geez, you know what? What? Who? Who am I as a person? What do I really want? So, yeah, it, it's it's a weird one. But um, I just want everyone to win. I want people to 
to uh, be successful in a way when once you retire you know make sure you got income coming so you can be looked after could be an avenue for you mate uh, a little uh, player welfare and you you, you uh help no, but I, I love that but this is why i started this uh just for kids like basic um basic um you know um uh, skill sets but also monitoring like the the teenagers make them understand you know like would you would you go buy all these fancy stuff but you can't afford uh lunch like it's just ridiculous like we 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 we, we seem to look at other things that we can't afford but you go buy it anyway but instagram plays uh, a lot in our lives now society these days we love the the luxury but we can't even afford rent it's yeah. just it's just trying to educate yourself to to make you understand you know you have to do your research you know if i'm getting this much money i'm buying a car that is uh that is a liability it's not you're not making money off this car but i went through it but mum um, taught me, you know, how how to uh, how to how to spend your money well. Like a property, it's an asset, but until you rent it, it's a. It, uh, I mean, it's a liability. When you buy a big house, it's a uh, it's a liability. It's not an asset. But when when someone rents your house, now you can say it's an asset. But um, it's it's funny how life is. You have to do your research to understand what what you're buying. Yeah, love it, mate. Very switched on. So it's a, yeah. That's- that's good. And, and like going back, obviously, to the Back 3 Sports Academy, like you said, you're happy to teach them skills and stuff, but you're giving them so much more as well. You've been yeah, so the story. I, I just don't, yeah, so if we were to go deep, I, I like to ex, uh, explain my story, you know, like um, especially being the, the, the first Samoan uh, to play for Australia, I want them to have a great understanding, you know, of my story. So it's good to, I went through it. It's good to give advice, but some people do not take the advice. They have to go through the experience. But I'm just making sure yeah. that's going to happen. You know, like uh, a good example, my, my nephew, he went, I, you know, I was supporting him, you know, in a way to say he can't do this, you know, it's this way. But some people have to go through it to understand. Yeah, yeah, mate, you can take a horse to water, I think is the saying. and Good saying that one. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, like you said, I think any level of sport, you, you'll all um, go different paths, and and some 100%. people have to experience it to um, to get the final outcome. Yeah, understand. So, yeah. So yeah. Good. So I'm pretty. I'm pretty. Um, I'm pretty deep in that. Like I, I like to share my story, um, whatever it is. You know, if it's about um, rugby or you know how do you how do you handle you know pressure. I always bring up, you know, mum was a key, um, was probably the only person that understood me. No one else didn't understand me, but my mum was uh, a person with uh, just had that great support around me. So I could feel she cared, someone, you know, someone cared about me. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, it was like, yeah, mate, you're all right, Diggs, eh? Like they didn't see it, but only that one person. And this is where, we do need, um, you know, we do need uh, great people around us. You know, we need that that love, that support. Like everyone sees the the beauty of being a, a great rugby player, super international, whatever. But it does get to you. Pressure is is up there, but it comes to a point. What is good anymore? 
like you don't know what's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's just, uh, just going on. Yeah, like standing for me, I guess your sister or your mum, as you call it, was so supportive throughout your career. Yeah. Um, obviously, that pressure point, you just wanted to hear it from here. But I think that just shows, obviously, she supported you so much. She wanted to make sure that you were always, always, you know, giving On that back. right pathway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it, like, if it wasn't, she hates it when I say that, <laughs> I'll say this. If it wasn't for her, I'll never make it. Like, it was, it was good making under 19s, 20s. But when it, I started getting, it, it got worse when I met international. That's when the pressure hit me hard because you just want to be that amazing player. And, and there'll be phases when, like, as I said, I get mad on the match. Everyone's looking, where's Diggs? Man, I'm in the next room crying. I'm crying to, yeah. to my mom. Like, how, how do you think of it? Because don't worry. The commentators loved you. You played well, all right? Just relax. But I'm in the room crying because... Mate, I, I just thought I didn't deliver what I should have. I prepared the whole week, but that's yeah. when I said, you don't know what's good anymore. But it's, 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 Mate, I, thank you for being so honest, it's a, isn't it? It's, uh, so, so, I yeah. think it's a, I don't know if it's a disease or whatever, but that's, that's, that's what I call, I don't know, I just don't like saying depression, but no, it was yeah. intense. You know? Yeah, mate. But I don't know what you call it, but fuck, that's but, sorry, but, but it, but it, no, I don't mind. Um, it's, uh, it's great that you talk about it, mate, because I will guarantee you there'll be people listening to this or there'll be people yeah. that are going through that experience. And as the saying goes, it, they I think, think the it, first guy that I told speak. last, yeah, I think, I think it's the first to guy speak. I told, yeah, I told, uh, I think I told uh, Willie Tom last week. He was telling me his situation about league and him going through with injuries. And I had the same thing, injuries. But I guess he was on my side when I had injuries because I thought I was not going to come back. I had my bum beside yeah. me. You're going to come back stronger. Yeah. And support, then I went straight. The support, you need great people around you, like the, the support from your family, who, whoever it is, like your girlfriend, you just need that one person to say it's okay because it's not. It's not okay if you don't have your – um, your mate or whoever around because it's you. You're going through that journey by yourself, but you need you need someone around you. You know you need that support, and that one support would happen to be my mum, which is my older sister. Awesome, bloody awesome, mate. Um, it'll, um, just got a couple of questions that came in. Um, if I can find them, where do they go? Um, if you don't mind answering these and. Um, nothing too serious anyway um one person came in with um who was the best person uh to tour with obviously you've played in a, uh, a different couple of countries even if it wasn't a tour but maybe housemates who, who was the best person uh, you lived with god oh probably uh huey McMenamin. yeah huey he was good and uh quite quite and will yeah. And then we'll get you. They were really good. Yeah, that's unreal. Um, I think I read this somewhere, but I'll, I'll let you answer it. Best person you played against? Um, or yeah, or you, yeah who, who would that have been? Um, you would have played against a lot of people on the wing in the centers there. Who, man, I can't, oh, man, they're all, man, you got Brian and Barna, he's just fast, he loves to chip and chase. You got Shane Williams, Jeez, he was amazing, yeah, like. Yeah. He got me on the outside. He always has that left step, but then he got me. 
on stage and Cooper, actually Cooper saved me. But, you know, you got Rocket Coco, all these players I uh, looked yeah. up, I looked up to, and uh, Simon Blatu, amazing. You just named, like, you know, five of the best wingers there in the world ever, so. Yeah, yeah but do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, back, you don't get these wingers, you know, no more, because, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah they've changed. Know, uh, man, you had to be um, it, 120 kgs and, uh, and another a lump now, you know? Yeah, mate, the list just goes on, mate. There's amazing wingers out there, like. Europe had. I, I was telling my my um, my nephew. I said you're in a good spot right now. The wingers there in Europe are killing it. They're amazing. I like yeah. their style of play. You see that um, like Zamid Reese for Wales. That uh, Lewis Zamid Reese. Oh, oh, he's about 90, he's amazing. He's probably about eighty kgs, and he is liked in yeah. the world. Uh, purely on the Lions tour for sure. Even um, the French wingers. You know, you got Teddy. Geez, you know now he's just a freak. Um, you got Japan, um, that winger, she's uh, uh, we had him at um, at Panasonic, another freak. Like, you, you see, like the modern wingers, uh, now it's just crazy. You can't just be a winger these days, you got to be a fullback, like, catch high balls, you got to kick. Yeah. Like, we used to have the the power runners, like myself, uh, like uh, Sevilla, I love Sevilla, uh, Jules Sevilla, but it's just the game has changed that much. You have to be have to be good at high balls, and you've got to kick, and you yeah, just got to read the game. Kick. Yeah, yeah you can't just be that power runner these days. You know that's not going to make the cut <laughs> unless you uh, what's his name? Unless you Dal uh, Dal. Now he was amazing for Fiji. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, next one was um, we've probably touched on this, and and mate, you've been so transparent. It's brilliant. If you could give any advice to a young player coming through. What would it be? We'll finish on this one, I think, because um, you'll. Um, I'm expecting a good answer. Jeez, advice. That's a hard one, mate. Advice. I think I think you've answered it all. I don't want to answer your question. I think but... I think I would say just go through the experience yeah. to understand it. You know, like go through it and learn from it. Do not just go through it and you just think that's it. You have to understand. You know, um, the problem. We do have problems in, in life, but you have to solve it. it. It's not the end of the world. Do you get what I mean? Oh, you know, 100%. if you can't, if, you, if there's a problem in, in life, like you can't make a team or you can't do something, there is a there's, there's a problem, but there's always a solution to yeah. it. So you've got to solve it, you know, and that's what I love about life. It's always how do I, how do I get the right answer and how I solve this, this, this you know, this problem. And it's in relationship as well. Like, how do you, we have a problem with our relationship with my missus, but we're not, you know, it's not the end of the world. You're just trying to solve it together, you know, support yeah. each other, just come up with a, you know, communication the solution. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's just in, in general life, I reckon. And I, I think, um, yeah, without getting too deep, you, you, every point we've talked about, um, whether it be me or you, if there's a problem, um, when you found somebody that was supportive and you've talked about it, you move yeah. on and, uh, and it gets fixed, you know, so. Matt, 100%. And, I, and you do have to, I, I just love how, um, you know, like knowledge, everyone says knowledge is key, but it's it's how you execute it. Like what's the plan? You know, do you have the perfect plan to get to A to B? And that's that's how I live. Like time and moments is is what i live for these days and trying to leave a legacy for my for my kids now you know, for me now 
I just try to do things, um, you know, what my kids are going to remember me, you know, when I leave this world. And I just want them, if your dad can do this, I want you to do it better. And that's how life is, you know, these days. We, I think a lot of people worry about how they look, you know, what car they drive. I used to be that person, though. But it's just, it's different now. I'm like, I think the, the, older, the older you get, the wiser you get, so... Yeah, you, you found your why, mate, and um, yeah, yeah, you're living the good no. life. Mate, thank you so much for this uh, interview. Sorry if I scared you, but, uh, you know, I can go deep. But oh, mate, that, mate I, I'd sit and talk about this for hours, but, um, yeah, I'll, yeah I'll, I'll turn the camera off. And I just want to say, obviously, um, yeah, for everyone that's listening, massive thanks uh, for Digby for jumping on. Um, he's been very um, transparent, honest, um, whether he... Uh, you're older or your younger generation coming through, um, yeah, I really suggest um, to listen to some of these points and, and take them on board. So, yeah. Not too much easy. Appreciate no, thank it, you mate. so much, mate, for this time. Too easy. Oh, take good. care, mate. Hey, guys. Um, if you're still listening, big thanks. I hope you enjoyed. This podcast is brought to you by Goosey Sports for all of your team wear needs. Um, please like, share, and spread the word about this podcast so we can keep it going and keep growing. Thanks again. Bye.